Do you feel like if you can just be more consistent, then you could finally achieve the goals that you've always wanted to achieve? You could make that career move, make more money, finally start that business or fix that relationship or lose the weight or get those beach muscles that you've always wanted. Well, you're in the right place. That's exactly what we're going to be talking about today in this episode of Success Through Failure. Before we dive into this episode, I want to make one note here. I broke this episode into two because there's so much good stuff here. There's so many amazing tactics, things that you can implement into your life to be more consistent. I don't want to overwhelm you. It's already the holidays and you just had a huge Thanksgiving dinner. I don't want to stuff you full of more stuff here. So broke this into two episodes. Listen to this one, digest it, think about it, and then move on to the next episode when I drop this one week later. If you're listening to this in the future, of course, you can listen to them consecutively, but I encourage you to take action on what you learn in each one of these episodes. Either one of these episodes stands alone. So let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw Jr., and today I'm bringing you a solo episode we are going to be talking about consistency. This is the one thing that everybody knows that if they're just more consistent, they'll be able to achieve the goals that they want to achieve, live the life that they want to live. You know, whether it's losing that 20 pounds or making those sales calls or whatever it is, how you talk to your spouse, the patience that you have, uh, meditating, journaling, habits, routines, all of that. If you can just be more consistent, you know that you can achieve what you want to achieve in life. You know you can get to that next level, whatever that next level is for you. And we all have that next level. We all have that next gear. And consistency is kind of like, you know, if we can become more consistent, it's like turning off the parking brake so we can really go at full speed that we know that we're capable of. You know, it's hard to get to the gym every week. It's it's hard to publish a blog post every week. It's hard to make those 25 sales calls a day or whatever it is that you want to be consistent at. So that's exactly what we're going to dive into today. Real quickly, I, I want to say a couple of things. Uh, I'm going to give you a ton of them. I'm going to give you 15 different things. Pick one or two. Don't try to do 15. <laughs> Don't try to do five even. Pick one or two that really resonate with you and start implementing those. If those work, great, continue to implement them. If not, scrap them and move on to some, some of the other ones here. So we've got a ton here. You can go to jimharshawjr.com slash action and get the whole list of every all 15 items. So whether you get through listening to this whole podcast episode or not, you can always just grab that action plan. Again, jimharshawjr.com slash action. By the way, a little secret. If you go to jimharshawjr.com slash action, enter in your email, you get a link. I'm going to send you a link. So you have to check your email inbox immediately. And there's a link that I send you that will have every action plan from every single episode. It's going to have a lot of the episodes. I, I run promotional sort of promos, sort of kind of commercials for different downloads that I have. All of those actually are on the same page. So if you go to jimharshawjr.com slash action, put in your email, that link that I send you has everything. It has everything that you need. All of the notes and shortcuts and cliff notes and action items and all the bullet points, all the quotes, all the things that you want from all these great episodes, they're all there. One place. You don't have to consume them all at once, but you'll have that link. You can bookmark the link and every week it gets updated with the new stuff. So make sure you grab that link. And also I have a blog post that I really I'm going to be referencing through this episode where I 
it's, it's deeper than the action plan itself, but you can go to the blog post for this. It is just jimharshawjr.com slash consistency. So check that out. And by the way, I hope you know by now that uh, with all the smart speakers available out there, Google and Siri and Alexa and all this, you can listen to the Success Through Failure podcast on your smart speaker. All you have to do is say, hey, Siri, or hey, Alexa, play Success Through Failure podcast. And guess what? My voice magically appears. So give it a try right now. If you haven't already, give it a try. See how it works. It's pretty cool. So anytime you're working out or on your commute or in your kitchen, chopping up vegetables, getting ready for dinner, you can just say, hey, Siri, hey, Alexa, hey, whoever you have, Google Assistant, play Success or Failure podcast and you'll, you'll hear my voice for better or for worse, that is. So let's go ahead and dive in this enigma that is consistency. Uh, Stephen Pressfield, who I interviewed on the podcast not that long ago, episode number 256, he calls this resistance. So by the way, Stephen Pressfield, if you don't know who he is, you really should check him out because he's quite the incredible human being. His story is absolutely incredible. He's struggled to be a writer for decades. I mean, he did every job you can think of. I mean, he worked, uh, you know, picking vegetables on farms. Um, he lived in a halfway house. He was a, you know, did odd construction jobs, et cetera, through the years before he really figured out how to defeat the inconsistency that was holding him back and turn pro and become the writer that he could possibly be. And in the late 90s, he finally did it. He broke through. He wrote his uh, his first novel, got picked up and made into a big screen movie. It had Matt Damon. It had Will Smith and a lot of big name actors in that book, which was called The Legend of Bagger Vance. And that was uh, that was Stephen Pressfield. He's also written a lot of books on personal development. One of them is called The War of Art. And he calls this this struggle to be consistent, he calls it resistance, resistance with a capital R. He says it's this universal force that works to stop us from completing the work that we are meant to do. And it's impartial. He says Michelangelo dealt with it. Da Vinci dealt with it. Mozart dealt with it. And guess what? You deal with it. And so do I. And so does Stephen Pressfield. That's what we have to work to overcome. And whenever we do, we can execute at the level that we know we can execute at. Because listen, like I said, you know there's another gear in you. You know you have more capacity. You know you have more potential. And I believe in my coaching practice, in my personal performance coaching, I believe that you actually know what you need to do. And I draw that out of you and help you execute that. And when you can finally execute that, you'll start living at your maximum potential. Why do most people struggle with this? Well, I talked about resistance, but there's actually something I think underlying that resistance. There's something called friction. I call it friction. Friction causes that resistance. And so that's what we can really work to address. And once we address that friction, we can become more successful. And if you're not exactly sure what I'm talking about when I talk about resistance and friction, let me tell you a little bit of an inner dialogue that you might hear something like this. So this is an example of an inner dialogue that might be resistance or friction showing up in your life. Let's say you're in sales and you have to make 25 sales calls today. And you're thinking to yourself, and this is all like, this all happens in a fraction of a second, this thought. It's more of a feeling than anything, but this is kind of what the dialogue sounds like. Okay, I need to make 25 sales calls today. Man, that's a lot. 
gosh, I have to open that spreadsheet. I have to log into my CRM. I have to sort through my lists. I have to create a call list before I can ever even make my very first call. Oh, okay. Before I do this, let me just top off my coffee. And then you go fill up your coffee and, and then you return. You sit down and say, okay, here goes. Well, first, let me, let me see if any emails came in while I was gone getting my cup of coffee. And then you jump into your email inbox and of course there's emails and you go down a rabbit hole. And then 30 minutes later, you know, you come back out of the rabbit hole and you go, oh man, what am I doing? Like I was supposed to be working on these, these sales calls and, and logging into my CRM. Ah, oh, gosh, look, it's, look at the time. It's already 10 AM. I haven't even made a single call yet. I don't even have my list ready yet. I'm never going to make 25 calls today. You know what? I'll just tackle some other tasks today and then I'll hit the phones tomorrow. Yeah, I'll, I'll come back tomorrow and I'll hit it real hard. Uh, let, me, let me check my email again. <laughs> this is resistance. This is friction. We know where it goes whenever you're just, oh, let me just check my email real quick. We know where that goes. Opening your email is the kiss of death. That inner dialogue that I just talked about, that takes place in a millisecond. And, and whatever your situation is, maybe you're in sales, maybe you're in something totally different. Maybe this is around working out, or maybe this is around reading more or meditating or journaling or whatever it is. You have this inner dialogue, this unconscious inner fight that's going on. And so I'm going to share with you tactics to help you defeat it. All right. 15 of them. 15. Are you ready? Here we go. Number one. In a landmark book called Designing Your Life, Stanford design professors, their co-authors, Bill Burnett and Dave Evans, gave us a book that was absolutely incredible about designing our lives. Now they wrote another book called Designing Your Work Life. As a matter of fact, I interviewed Bill way back in episode 124. And guess what? I have him coming on again to talk about his new book, Designing Your Work Life. And I've read the book. It's an incredible book. This interview is going to be amazing whenever I drop it and give it to you. There's some great tactics and takeaways in there for really designing your work life, finding happiness, fulfillment, purpose, meaning in your work life. But they use this term called minimum actionable problem, MAP, MAP, minimum actionable problem. And that is like, okay, we look at our work. You know, if you're not satisfied with the work that you do, you know, this is a big problem. And how do you tackle it? Well, most people just don't and they just go about their lives because there's there's friction there. There's resistance to actually tackling this problem. And so it's just too big. But Bill Burnett and Dave Evans in their book talk about the minimum actionable problem. What's the smallest piece of that problem that you can tackle? Well, well, I, I talk about this as a minimum actionable progress. What's the minimum actionable progress that you can make? Okay, on, on whatever this challenge is, whatever this thing is that you want to be more consistent with. Okay, they're talking really about career and work. What I'm talking about is consistency, productivity, staying focused. What's the minimum actionable progress that you can make? So many times we we look at the big challenge of, you know, let's say the 25 sales calls again, and we identify the I have to make 25 sales calls. Well, no, that's not the minimum actionable progress that you can make. The minimum actionable progress is creating the list, the call list. Maybe it's creating a call list of 50 prospects. Like that's a much smaller problem. You can do that. You can tackle that. And when you do, you create momentum. And another one is, you know, if working out, let's say you want to work out more often. You want to be more consistent with, with exercise. What's the minimum actionable problem? Here's what I do. I put my workout clothes on 
before I go to bed. <laughs> I actually sleep in my workout clothes so I can wake up and there's no friction. There's no resistance there. It's minimal because I've taken the min- I've created the, the minimum actionable progress that I can make towards waking up early and going to do a workout. All right, so that's number one. Let's move on to number two. It's the start that stops most people. It's the start that stops most people. It's so hard to get going. But once we get going, we know that it's always a lot easier to keep going. It's creating that momentum that is so hard. And again, when we look at these problems and challenges and things that we want to do and be consistent with, sometimes they're big, hard things. Maybe it's again, a workout. Maybe it's a bunch of sales calls. Maybe it's a conversation that you have to have with your boss or something else that you want to do. And we don't break it down into a a smaller step that we can take. So there's the minimum actionable progress. Here's something similar. The five minute rule. Give yourself five minutes. Attack this thing for five minutes. If you want to write a blog post every week, give yourself five minutes. I'm just going to do it for five minutes minutes. And then after five minutes, if you don't feel like continuing to do it, you can quit. But if you do it for five minutes, you've already created the momentum. You've already overcome the hardest part, the resistance, the friction to getting started. It's the start that stops most people. Now, here's the deal. You have to give yourself the out. In order for you to believe yourself and say, okay, I'm going to apply the five-minute rule here. In order for you to believe yourself, you have to give yourself an out. If you don't feel like doing it after five minutes, quit. But more than likely, you will you're going to have already overcome the the hardest part. So the five minute rule. So apply the five minute rule. So that's number two. All right. Number three, so many people have, they have resolutions or maybe they have goals, but they don't have a way to achieve them. They haven't created a plan, a system, a framework for actually accomplishing those goals. Everybody has a goal. Maybe it's just in your head right now. You haven't taken the time to, to write it down on paper. But even fewer people create a plan to get there. And even fewer have a framework for being consistent in executing these things, these habits, these tactics, what I call micro goals, in order to get there. And if you don't have those, forget it. It's, you know, life's going to get busy. You know, kids are going to get sick. Cars are going to break down. Boss is going to throw a huge project on your desk. And guess what? There goes the consistency right out the window. You've got to find a way to create this framework. And if you want to go a little deeper on this subject, you go to jimharshawjr.com slash goal setting. I have a whole blog post that I've written on this. I mean, literally it is step by step how to set clear goals and create a plan to achieve them. Literally it's soup to nuts. It's all there. And I actually talk about this fairly in depth just a few episodes ago in episode number 269. So go back to 269 and I talk quite a bit about that. So you can go deeper on that subject, but here's the deal. You want to be consistent, write clearly defined goals and create a plan to achieve them and a plan to stick to them whenever things get hard because they will. There's going to be friction. There's going to be resistance. There's going to be winds that are trying to blow you off course. But you've got to have that plan, that framework for implementing implementing the, those tactics and, and staying consistent when things get hard, things get crazy, the unexpected shows up. All right, that was number three. Number four, imagine this. Imagine it's game seven, NBA finals. LeBron James, he shows up before the game and he's like, you know, I'm not sure what kind of warm up I'm going to do today. I wonder what time I should meet with my trainer to get taped up. 
Or, you know, wonder what I should eat in my pregame meal. Not really sure. Maybe we'll, we'll see what's in the locker room. No. If he's going to execute consistently, if he's going to be at his peak, he has routines. As a matter of fact, let me read uh, a short blurb from an article in the New York Times about LeBron James, uh, about his game day rituals. When I come in, James said, he said, I get dressed, shoot for a half an hour, and then I go do a stretching routine that lasts about 25 minutes. Then I go into the training room and I get my legs worked on by the masseuses. Then I get taped. Most of the time I do media. Then I do the team meeting and I prepare for the game. Like this is it. There's a plan. There's a system. There's a routine there. What about you? Do you have that plan or that system or routine? And you're thinking, oh, well, that's like before a game, game seven, right? That's before or any game that he competes in, right? That's the big time. I don't have to be up like that every day. No, you don't. But guess what? You have to be up every day for work, for you know, serving your family, for serving your community, for serving the world, for showing up as your best self. You want to show up as your best self. You have to have those as well. All right. Tom Brady, another one. I hate to say it, but I think he's the goat because I'm a Steelers fan and the Steelers and the Patriots have had some, some knockdown drag outs over the years. But Tom Brady is obviously elite at what he does. Well, here's, here's a little excerpt from an article on CNBC where he talks about, this is just about his, his routines for training for every day, just for his everyday workouts. This is like these, his preseason summer sessions before preseason starts. Brady wakes up at 5.30 a.m., Starts the day with a berry and banana smoothie. Then he meets his trainer around 8 a.m. Before working out, uh, he does a four-minute massage. Four-minute massage that hits 20 muscle groups for 20 seconds each. During this, they call it the deep force treatment. His trainer flexes and relaxes the muscles at a faster and faster pace while doing this certain movement. This pre-workout massage gets his body and, and brain ready for training. And then he starts a 40-minute workout with resistance bands, et cetera. Like, there's a routine there. There's a system. There's a plan. This is just for practice. This is just for a training session. That's what you do every day. You go to practice every day. This is your everyday performance requires routines. It does for them. Why not you? So a while back, I surveyed my clients. And my clients tend to be tend to be men and they are generally high achievers. They're successful at what they do and they want to maximize their potential. They want to get to that next level. And so I surveyed them. I was like, so guys, what do you do? What are your morning routines? And here's the sort of average morning routine. If you were to take all of these and average these together, they wake up generally between 5 and 6 a.m. They drink water soon after waking up. They get some form of exercise early in the morning journaling is a common habit. They set their mind right for the day through journaling. And meditation is also another habit, as well as planning their day. Like these are the morning routines. These are the systems. This is the framework that these guys use to maximize their own potentials, to show up as their best selves every day for their families, for their work, for their health and fitness, for their own body, for their communities. This is a plan. This is a routine. This is a system. So one caution here. One caution about morning routines, and, I, and Tim Ferriss actually says this in my interview with him back episode 246, 247, both of those two-part interview with Tim Ferriss. He talks about, you know, if you layer all these morning routines on that you hear out there from all these gurus, if you layer them all on top of each other, you know you're going to be doing your morning routine till like three o'clock in the afternoon. So you've got to pick, again, pick and choose what works for you. Pick one or two of these things, add them into your morning routine, 
and go from there, build from there. All right. So that is number four, peak performance routines help you with consistency. All right. Moving on to number five. Uh, I want to reference the interview that I did with Cal Newport back in episode 268. Cal Newport, he's the author of a book titled Digital Minimalism and another one called Deep Work. He's written a bunch of books, actually. And this guy doesn't use technology as in social media. He doesn't use social media, but he does use technology to make his life easier, to make his life simpler. He employs technology strategically. Listen, this guy is an influencer, but he doesn't even have social media. Go figure that one out. Well, he's an influencer because he's written amazing books that millions and millions of people have read. And the guy's a sought after, you know, sought after to get onto podcasts and speaking, et cetera. But guess what? He doesn't use social media. He employs technology only in strategic way. And he's a young guy. I think he's in his 30s. No, he doesn't, doesn't use social media. So here are a few things in terms of technology and, and how to turn off technology that's crushing your consistency and how to leverage technology to be more consistent. So number five is simply this. Turn off notifications on your phone. Turn it face down so that you don't even see the screen light up so it distracts you and stops you from being consistent. Like This is important, especially at work. Turn off notifications. Turn them off on your phone. Turn them off on your computer. Oh, but Jim, I don't want to miss an email. I got to have that little Outlook beep whenever an email comes in. No, you don't. No, you don't. You can have times during the day when you check your email. I actually do email strategically most of the time. Uh, I try to do it in 30-minute chunks. I say, okay, I'm going to do email for 30 minutes, then I'm not going to do email for, for the next several hours, and then I'm going to come back and check my email again. But it's so easy to get sucked into that inbox especially when the notifications are on. So turn off your notifications on your phone, turn off your email notifications on your computer, certainly turn off your social media notifications. If you haven't done that yet, oh my goodness. A friend of mine I just saw had a, uh, had a notification set up on her phone for any time Donald Trump tweeted. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, you don't need that. You don't need this. You don't need to have, you know, notifications for when somebody else is tweeting. And and often this, you know, no matter what side you're on, these are often controversial and inflammatory and, and, and they, they make the news, right? Catch up on it later. Catch up, you know, you'll you'll find out what the major tweets are whenever uh whenever you, you check in with the news later on. So anyway, turn off notifications. All right, that's number five. Moving on to number six. You have this incredible tool in your pocket that oftentimes stops people from being consistent, but it can help you be more consistent. And that is your phone. Use your phone to set timers, reminders, and alarms. For example, if you want to meditate more consistently, set a reminder every morning to meditate until it becomes a habit. I still have alarms set on my phone for things that I want to do either once a day or once a week. And then you know, those things help me be consistent. Eventually, whenever it becomes habit, I don't need the alarm anymore. I can turn it off, but I, I still use them all the time. Set alarms, set alarms to help you be more consistent because sometimes it's like, ah, I just, I, I forgot to do that thing, whatever that thing is you want to do. I forgot to do that. And because I didn't do that, I went through my day and I wasn't as productive, whatever it is, like set an alarm to help you be more consistent. All right. That's number six. Number seven is using apps strategically like productive or one that's called streaks that help you track your habits. Tracking your habits 
Simply tracking them, measuring them will make you more consistent. One of my clients has gone like, I don't forget how many hundreds of days, like 800 days or something like that, reading Ryan Holiday's daily email called The Daily Stoic. That's really important to him. And he's tracked it and he's been more consistent with it because he has this long streak going and, and he doesn't want to break it. And it's really helpful for him to put his mind in the right place to read this. So he does it and he uses one, uses one of these tracking apps. Another one of my clients really brought this to attention to all of my clients. And we did this big group call recently where he kind of shared his method for tracking his own habits and his daily routines, this sort of habit tracker. And I've been doing something like this for a long time, but he's, he's really honed this in. And I've like, I'm using some of these tactics that he's shared and, and created my own. It's simply a spreadsheet. He used to do it, you know, analog. He would print it out. Now he does it digitally. Now a couple of guys are doing it. Some of these guys have really taken it to the extremes and they're using all these, you know, different features on in Excel and in, in Google spreadsheets to use as their tracker. That's number seven is tracking. Tracking your habits, tracking your execution will help you be more consistent. It's like keeping score. And when you keep score, when you measure something, you can manage it. All right, so that's number seven. Okay, we're going to go ahead and cut it off right there. There's enough for you to digest. Think about what you just learned. Think about these tactics. Think about what you can implement into your life now. I'm going to drop the second part of this episode next week, so make sure you grab that copy of the action plan as well. Actually, we're going to have it all in one big, happy action plan for you, but we'll have the second part of this conversation, this episode on how to be consistent. Take what you've learned, implement it, Come back next week, listen to part two, and take some more action. You're going to find a lot of great stuff in that episode as well. Thanks for listening. If you want to apply these principles into your life, let's talk. You can see the limited spaces that are open on my calendar at jimharshawjr.com slash apply, where you can sign up for a free one-time coaching call directly with me. And don't forget to grab your action plan. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. And lastly, iTunes tends to suggest podcasts with more ratings and reviews more often. You would totally make my day if you give me a rating and review. Those go a long way in helping me grow the podcast audience. Just open up your podcast app. If you have an iPhone, do a search for success through failure, select it, and then scroll the whole way to the bottom where you can leave the podcast a rating and a review. Now, I hope this isn't just another podcast episode for you. I hope you take action on what you learned here today. Good luck and thanks for listening.